Hey guys, today I am so excited to welcome my friend Gilly on the podcast. Hi Gilly, how are you? Hi Jen, I'm honored and psyched to get to talk to you for the next however long. Yeah, so we went to college together, so no secrets, and (laughs) we're going to leave those things uh, somewhere else. But anyway, the reason that I have her on... Uh, Gilly is the, uh, the head amazingness founder, founder princess, head amazingness queen, sounds good. Yeah. Be- behind Gilly's organics and I'm obsessed with her skincare line. So that oh is God. why I have her on today and we are going to talk about her skincare line, but also You're we so were just kind of catching up and having a conversation. And I just feel like I want you guys to be in on the conversation because it's a good one. We were just yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're a little raw right now. We're a little unfiltered, so yeah. Let's keep talking. Yeah, let's so we keep were talking. Just, we were just kind of catching up about coronavirus and being home and our children and how they are getting along or not getting along and <laughs> trying to run a business and do that at the same time and also talking about Instagram and being present on Instagram when mm-hmm. we have kids that just don't think that we're cool. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, it's, this is a challenging time. We were, we were just saying that, um, well, first of all, I'm in my car. I'm in my husband's car because we're renting in an apartment right now. And I think even in a large house, I'd have to be in my car at this moment with them not in school because there's so much loud, whether it's, even if it's not an argument, but there's plenty of those. Oh, I've it's, used the term just, inside voice at least 15 times today. Yeah. Like, the, nobody knows inside your, voice in my house. No, it's insane. <laughs> also, the there's wait. boundaries. There's no, the yes. doesn't mean anything. Means nothing. Nothing. I had to, okay. So in the family group text, I literally just wrote, um, do not call me or text me for the next hour. I'm going on a podcast and I got a text. So like, so like if I was in the apartment, someone would say like, do we have avocados? And I would just be like, if I weren't here, you'd look. If there were avocados, you'd be like, yay. If there aren't, you'd be like, aw. But like, I, I don't yeah. Yeah, I don't know so, about you, but I've complete through this process, I've fully learned how inept my children are. Like I feel yeah. like I keep saying every day, I'm like, I'm failing as a parent because my child will be like, can you give me a glass of water? I'm like, "Uh." it's just because you're there, Jen. You are so not failing. You're such a role model. And you know what? Speaking of us being role models to our kids, but we just don't feel it now. That's, that's how we got into that Instagram conversation. Yeah. We want to put out good, honest messaging, right? Your messaging, your platforms, so important. Mine's skincare and wellness, but like, we should still be our authentic selves when we want to be. But because we're moms, there's this like, this, for me, there's a pull, like there's a, it's like a pull away from being, using my real voice that I would use if you and I were talking completely unfiltered and no one was there. Because then I'm thinking, I'm hearing in my voice, one of my teenage daughters saying, mom, my friends follow you. Yeah. Take that embarrassing photo down or you don't have to blog about it. Like you could just make a post about it. Like just stuff like that. And so then you feel like, well, I don't listen to other people, but like they're my kids. So it's a challenge, right? Yeah. You have that too? Yeah. I mean, my son especially will come home and be like, can you block this one? Can you block that one? You want Instagram? I mean, what I do is obviously, um, important and the voice is important but it's also very salacious so right so tushy tuesday right so every tushy tuesday everybody does i look forward to that i can't wait to to 
to get on, get in that studio of yours, Jen, (laughs) and get on some laundry and, and have you make me own my shamelessly feminine. Yes. Amen. Yes. I'm uh, ready for it. Yeah. I mean, he's always asking me to block people, but my daughter also, I mean, have you, have you, do your kids use the word cringy? I mean, I am the cringiest oh, yeah. totally. person ever. Totally. <laughs> She's like, everything you do is cringy. Everything you talk about is cringy. The fact that you take pictures of yourself is cringy. I, I don't understand you're cringy, oh, but it's, it's actually good to hear that because you are so loved and inspiring on Instagram. The following, the engagement, like I, you're so honest and so relatable. And I feel like that is helping so many people that, that hearing we're, we'd be cringy to our teenagers anyway, even right. if we, like, even if you weren't posting, you no, know, you be women Jolie and your kid will be rolling. Yeah. Up. You're cringy you know? because yeah. you're, you're mom and, and, and it's, and we're embarrassing at a certain point to yeah. them. Right. Which so I, I agree. enjoy, by the way, I kind of enjoy. Like we, I, should, we should own it and we should actually have more of these conversations because I haven't really talked about this in a while with a friend. And I think it's really helpful because now I'm just going to be like, I posted the other day with wet hair and really no makeup. And my daughter's always like, Oh, make sure your hair's done. And like, I'm like I, what is that? I can't do that every day. Right. So I'm always like holding back. And the other day I had wet sort of stringy hair. And I just posted about this Mother's Day offer. And I can't tell you how many Mother's Day offers I have right now because I was just talking, being honest and real. And yeah. I wasn't all quaffed. Well, and I have this, this theory about presence over perfection all the time. And, and right. you know, I'm trying to teach my kids that social media is not reality. So in order to teach them totally. that, I have to do that. If they only saw photos of me perfect all the time and I was like, everything was, you know, spell check uh-huh. amazing and whatever, you know, they would be like, well, that's not really you. You know, when right. I take photos uh, and I say, listen, I took this photo because, excuse me, because I feel like crap today, because I'm really struggling with my weight or my body after breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I post pictures of my bruises and, and basically I post nude pictures of myself often. And my, in, in, I want my daughter to see, you know, yes, there's purpose here. This is not just sexting people, but there's purpose Not at all. You're teaching self-love after like trauma. Right. So this is the thing. I think that that we can't worry about what they think today. We have to worry about what are they going to think when they look back 10 years from now. Yes. When she's 25 years old, whatever, and she's saying, wow, my mom was an amazing example to love yourself with the flaws right. and, and own it. And then that is, the, you're right. Let's look at, let's look at the bigger, you know, take the long view here for sure. Let's yeah. take the so long to view. Expect your kids to, to understand what you're doing now is like expecting them to like wake up and speak Japanese tomorrow. It's just exactly. <laughs> and they will get their own water in 10 years from now. Too. <laughs> I would like to think so, but you know, cause you're not going to be living with them. God <laughs> willing. Well, I mean, that's another thing. So <laughs> my daughter says to me yesterday, I need you to wake me up at eight 45 for earth science. I say, okay, I'll wake you up at eight 45. I completely forgot. It's not uh-huh. the first time. I'm not going to lie. And she's like, Reaming. She went in. You, I'm sure. You, it's your fault. I missed my class. Yeah. I'm like, you're fucking 14 years old. Exactly. I set an, an alarm, alarm on that clock. phone I pay for. Exactly. I had an totally. alarm clock from the time I was like five and I got myself yep. up. And are you kidding me? You're 14. I say, Talia, you're going to college in three short years. Three. Yeah. This is yeah. not anymore. Oh, don't worry. She still has middle school. She still has, you're in three years. You're going to college. Right. And that's why we blame ourselves a lot. But I also think that with the way we're, we rate 
our generation of raising kids right now is so different than when we were kids. It's so different. And it's hard. It's, we're also harder on ourselves. And I believe that our mothers were on themselves. I, I don't know. My mom's not here anymore to ask, but like, I want to ask her, did you like stress the same way? I think yeah. that we were less busy. We maybe did a sport, but like it was right after school, you stayed there. Yeah. I, just I don't know. I don't think it's just about the busyness. I think that for me, the way I see it, as you're saying it is like, we try to compensate for certain things, or at least I know mm. I do. Right. So right. I might not be present with them 24 seven right now because I'm trying to work and do my own things. And then I feel bad about it. So, okay, I'll go get you water. I'll, I'll go, right. I'll wake you Ooh, up me in the too. morning and I'll, I'll cook you pancakes before school. And I, you Ooh, know, yes, it's almost a compensation, but really it's not helping them. A hundred percent. Okay. So I just got asked this question from New Jersey family. Now when the moms that work out of the home, and they can't be there. You don't, I, there's no saying, don't call me between this hour and this hour. Cause they're just at an office. Obviously right now everybody's home, but like, if you are in an office, you can't get the water. You have the guilt, but you can't help with the homework. You can't drive to tennis lesson, whatever. Mm. When you are a work from home mom, you end up, or at least I end up, and I'm sure you do too. It sounds like putting that guilt on you to, you know, you'll, you'll go to something that wouldn't have made sense but if you were in an office, you couldn't do it. So you, you just, you wouldn't do it. Right. But because you make your own schedule, you'll make your day go till one o'clock in the morning sometimes because you wanted to do the right thing and be there for them because they see you as an accessible stay-at-home mom. So I think yeah. the challenge often is that, that when you're in an office, you're in the office. And when you're home, you place maybe some extra guilt because you kind of can yeah. do it but you really shouldn't do well, something. And this is the confusing part now where the kids are like, what are you doing? You've been in your office for three hours. I'm like, well, um, when you're at school, I was there for right. Five. Exactly. Like <laughs> this is what I do when you're at school and I still need mm -hmm. to do it. My life hasn't just stopped. It's changed, but it hasn't stopped because you're not in class right now. You know, I still have to figure out how to, to pay for this roof over our head and, you know, but yes, yes it, it is definitely hard. And I think that, um, I always say I traded my nine to five job for my 24 seven one. Like when people totally say, Oh, you're an entrepreneur, you're home for your kids. You're so lucky you get to make your own schedule. I'm like, <laughs> you, you live and breathe it. You yeah. sleep it or you insomniac it. <laughs> like it just, yeah. it's just always agreed. So but I, I don't, yeah, go ahead. You go first. I, would, I don't think I would change it. No. Because I really, I think I just get better. And I work on this. I talk to a, co I work with a coach. I am a coach. I'll talk about that. I have a therapist. I think that those things, those tools in my toolbox and, and meditation now and yoga, those, those few things that are non-negotiable definitely help me to lose the guilt. Like I have a lot of guilt about like doing this and being that and being a good friend and a good wife and a good mommy and all those things. But like the business also would implode if I didn't give it the time it needs. Right. Right. So, so it's where not going to work with that. Fast. So where are yeah. you with that right now? Cause I know for me, there's days where I'm like overly productive and days yes. where I'm like, fuck this. I'm just totally last week. It was like a, the entire week I did nothing. And this week I'm fully paying for it. <laughs> I, I literally just wrote about this in my newsletter last week that um, it's so not like me, like, but I started to allow it and, and, and invite it. The me is like, I, I use the, the line, like I decided to like lose the cape and like, and own the PJs because I'm always like, 
do, 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 up at five, go to yoga at six, come home, wake everybody, go to school, do the work, you know? And then this is a weird time. It's like, it's a hard time. It's also a reflective time. I've gone through like old grief and old things. And like, I think that's a beautiful thing to, to allow it to go inside while we're inside, you know, like here we are, we're inside and I could just keep being busy, 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 which yesterday really was. But when I'm, when I'm not, I feel like I'm always like, I'm going to go write an ebook and I'm going to go do this. And I'm like, it's okay to just be for a day and not brush your teeth and not put on a bra and not get at, like, not, not work out and eat like crap. It's okay. But like when, I think when you're a busy person and you're a doer, like we are, you're like, I better be, I should be painting a rock right now. Like I I should be making No, but Gilly, you know, you see. Those are beautiful though. Thank you. But you know what? It's true. You know why I do it? It's, it's art therapy for me. So I've been, yes. I've taken to like painting everything I can get my hands on, not just rocks. I painted this really awesome jacket, jacket. canvases. Like I, jacket. I've been like, just do any, you know, I've been creating a lot of um, art with my camera and, um, you know, just that. doing different things that I don't normally do. And there are times where I say it's art therapy and it's allowing mm-hmm. me like space to be creative and to think and to you know, distract and to lose the thoughts even too. Right. But then there's other times where I'm like, it's a filler because I don't know how to relax. Even when Mm -hmm. I feel like saying fuck work, I'm done with work. I'm still busy. I mean, we're still cooking the kids 14 meals a day. I mean, my kids are eating (laughs) all damn day, you know, know, we're still cleaning the house. We're still dealing with, I mean, you know, I'm dealing with trying to file for the PPP loans and I I didn't get that. Oh, I didn't the first time. We'll see what happens the second time. Um, you know, I'm trying to deal with, uh, you know, teaching stuff. I mean, we're still, you know, I'm still dealing with stuff all day, but then there's, there'll be a lull in the day and I'll be like, all right, I'll go paint a rock now. And I don't know sometimes if I'm doing it for the therapy or if I'm doing it for the filler. To filler because you like want to be busy. And then when you're not busy, you you feel like you're not productive. Or I feel guilt. I feel that guilt or I feel like, how am I? What's with guilt and women? It's like. Which is stupid, by the way, because I shouldn't be painting the rock. I should be answering my emails. (laughs) Right. But sometimes sometimes I don't have anything to do. Yeah. We'll always have stuff to do. Like, you know, I I know for my personality, I love checking stuff off a list, but like some things don't check off every day. Some things are like year long goals. And so, but something about checking it off feels so rewarding, right? Like getting things done feels good. So I feel like, I don't know about you, but I spend, um, I feel guilty when I know that there's something to do, but it's not necessarily due right away. Yeah. And then I'll procrastinate, but it always gets done. It's done. It always always gets done. done. I mean, if you're like like me, it usually gets done 10 minutes before it needs to be done, but it always (laughs) gets gets done. done. (laughs) Exactly. It always gets done. And so I'm going to work on, that's going to be one of my goals. I'm writing this down, like to, I'm working on it already. Like just let it be, lose the guilt. Yeah. And, and we are, we are doing the best we can and our businesses are going, so it's still happening. And Mother's Day is, is booming right now. So I'm really excited about that. Online's doing really well for Mother's Day. Yeah. And, um, and I have new packaging. So that's been, um, really exciting and it's selling better in stores. It's in Whole Foods and it's doing well there, but obviously now it's like, it's coming down because of the COVID pandemic, because when people are going into Whole Foods, they want like 
milk, eggs, bananas. And right, 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 right. They're not like, right. let me test out a new body butter today, right. you know? <laughs> Although there's something to that, by the way. Like I, yeah. I do find that when I'm stressed, I'm yes. like, hmm, maybe what Let's get I- a stressed purchase. Yeah, my my online's doing still well, I think, because the the current customers that know and like the product are happy that it's free shipping over thirty dollars, which is so low, and that they're just gonna they don't have to go shopping for it. Right. So it's like, yeah. So so that's been really good. Yeah. And um, tell I'm me a little bit about, about your skincare line, even though I use it. What drew you to that in the first place? So I kind of feel like I'm a I'm spontaneous. It's like, there's, there's like foreshadowing throughout my entire life to, that got me there. But yet it was more just like the, the saying yes to different things that just sort of, sort of landed me there. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I, it wasn't like a trajectory that I was on. So I started in cable television and I was branding and marketing and I was super eager as you can imagine. And I was like, so, total hustler worked my way up. Um, and then I was working at Turner broadcasting. It was, um, I was at sci-fi channel, the Turner, when I was at Turner, I was working on this woman's network to rival oxygen, which was really cool. And I was helping them write content. And one day Ted Turner, like nixed the project and then got back to my team and we were like, all right. So I looked over to my co-manager. I'm like, this job is over-promised. I'm bored. I'm going out on my own. And he was like, you're 25 years old. So even back then I had that itch, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm 25 years old. And he says, what are you going to do if it doesn't work out? I'm like, you think corporate America is not going to take me back? I'm like, they'll take me back. So within two weeks, I landed the best gig ever. So lucky. It was Okay. So I was at this girl's apartment and she was moving out, out of the country and there was a guy there and he says, what do you do? I said, I'm a marketing consultant. I'm a freelance writer. And he says, oh my gosh, I need a job. I need somebody to, to write for me. I said, well, where do you work? He's like, oh, Tommy Hilfiger. And I was like, oh, great. So I did something on spec for Tommy. It was their fragrance and he loved it. They put me on retainer. Then he introduced me to the vice president of fragrance. I from my apartment in ripped jeans and a messy bun. I wrote for five years for Lauder, Tommy, Clinique. Before it was um, cool to work from home, right? Like before- Yeah, yeah. My yeah. friends were all like, I had, yeah, I like didn't go on happy hours anymore. I was just like, um, but I was like doing yoga for two hours a day, going to the gym, going for a run on the river. It was like, it was not normal. Okay. But I was making more money than I was as a manager at Turner Broadcasting. Um, so I got paid so handsomely to write fresh, crisp summary. Like one time I wrote a campaign for, for um, Tommy and it was a TV ad. I wrote three words. I got paid $6,000 for it. Just wait. And one of the words was theirs. This is the, this was the TV commercial. Touch, tickle, Tommy. <laughs> and I was like, it was like, the best gig ever. And it was so much fun. I'm like, that's my TV campaign. <laughs> but, um, so I did that for five years. I was like, I was like pinching myself. I was like, I can't believe like, I, are they suckers? But like at the same time, they weren't paying Madison Avenue. They were paying Madison Avenue for other things, but like for, for whatever reason, this part was by me. Yeah. And I was making killer money, just having so much fun 
writing like a few words. And so, okay. So I had that for a while and then I can't tell a short story, Jen. (laughs) So, (laughs) So the VP of fragrance got let go like five years in and I had moved to Jersey. I'd had two of my three kids by now. And he was like feeding me the work. He was the bread, he was the bread and butter. Right. I didn't really know anyone in the company because he was the one that kept giving me the work. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to go in. And so he got let go and there was like, I didn't have to deal with any bureaucracy, but I didn't really have a lot of connections there. So I was like, uh, what do I do now? You know? So I, I was ready for a break anyway. And, um, I looked at my husband, Steve, and I was like, I think I'm going to make a product. And I had always been into mixing. Like, okay, so you're a couple years younger than me, but you could ask the girls my year. I would make face masks out of like, who knows what. I used to blend this oil blend in before the, while I was doing the work at Tommy uh, for Lauder to put in my dry hair. I had this oil blend. It was like, and I grew up on my parents' pharmacy. It was like, what, it's basically what's in the sugar scrub now without the sugar. And I would put these oils, these seven oils on my hair. I know it sounds so dorky, but I loved it. And it was working. And a girlfriend said to me, your hair looks so soft and it's like not dry and your skin looks great. I'm like, oh, I'm using this oil blend. And she's like, make something out of it. And that's when Steve said, well, what do you want to do now? I'm like, I'm going to make a product. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay. And I said, <laughs> and then I just started testing sugar granules and trying it out on my girlfriends and they're like yeah yeah so I called this friend up um who's an artist she's in Israel and I was like can you put some lavender and coconuts and avocados on a sticker and uh she's like sure so I make it and then I started selling it at the JCC preschools and I had this like little little homegrown business and I was like over a decade ago kids were little and um the original question was how I got into this right (laughs) Yes. No, you're good. You're good. Um, And then, um, (laughs) and then this was like such an easy product. It was like, it's eight ingredients. It's, it's simple, but it's, it's effective and I love it. And it can be used on your face and all of your body. But so for a long time, it was just the sugar scrub. And then like, it wasn't making a lot of money, obviously, you know, and we definitely needed two salaries. So there was a lot of side hustle, a lot. Yeah. Like, writing jobs, but they weren't paying like what the city, you know, like a big brand like Lauder. But I was, I was doing some, some writing and some marketing and some social media and started getting involved in um, women's networking and networking events, which I think are really important when you're on your own, because it took a while. Cause like, I feel like I lost my mojo a little bit, you know, when you're, when you're stay at home mom, sometimes not everybody, some people just absolutely love it. But I think there was a time when I was just like, this is hard. And I lost my mom when, when I was pregnant with my third, which was totally devastating. And I even interviewed, went back to the city. I interviewed with, I got something for offer from people and Unilever, but I I didn't take it. Mm. Um, I decided to, I had my third child and I just needed to to deal for a little while. I kept going with the sugar scrub and decided to invest a little money with estheticians and chemists and come up with a line because people would be like, what about a cream? What about Mm. some shampoo? And I wanted to, but I wasn't in that frame of mind yet. I wasn't, and I wasn't making enough money and I just wasn't, but like. You're at the point where you have to take a leap of faith. 
Yeah, I was ready. And I was, and you know, it was like a year after my mom died. It was literally a year. And I was like, I'm going to do this for her, for me, for like, I'm giving it a full on shot Mm. and I'm going to give it my best shot. And it didn't happen so fast, but, and it's still happening, but, um, I created eight more products with this, you know, manufacturer and, um, a couple of years in, it still took a while. I built the website. A couple of years in, I'm at this event donating 50 sugar scrubs for Mother's Day. So let's say it's Mother's Day in a week. So I'm going to say, I don't know, it was like Mother's Day 2013 or 14. Mm. And I donated the scrubs and it was at a Whole Foods in New Jersey. And this one woman, Wendy, thank you, Wendy, <laughs> said, Gilly, your products are great great. Why aren't you on the shelves of Whole Foods? And I was like, oh, well, you know, there's this missing on the label and the packaging, this and that. And she's like, but they're really great. Go ask. So I actually went up and asked and this guy was like, Ooh, these smell nice. Ooh, these feel nice. Ooh, I love this ingredient. Send me every ingredient right now. Go home. Just know it's like six months to a year, lots of paperwork and a lot of insurance. And I was like, okay. So I go home, I fill out, no joke, paperwork, mm. <laughs> no joke, expensive insurance, mm. but I filled it all out and it was six months, like practically to the day I got an order. And, um, it's been a journey of like ups and downs and ups and downs and you get on one shelf, then they take you off another. And then like they got bought by Amazon and then you can't go into each store separately. You have to go through regional and national right. and like, it's been challenging, but amazing. Cause what it did that day when they first bought, was it validated? It like, it was like, Oh, this brand is legit. You know, it's mm-hmm. not toxic. It's healthy. It's effective. It's healing. So I was like, Oh my gosh, like, wow. And so I just plugged along for a few years like that. And there were some issues with the packaging, but I really bought the cheapest packaging I could afford at right. the time. Right. So right now I think the thing I'm probably the most excited and proud of is that I repackaged the line, which I don't even want to tell you how much money it was, but it like, so if you were going to ask my husband, if I made any money this year, he'd be like, no, or last yeah. year, but, but I repackaged. So, and the packaging so much prettier and cleaner and it delivers so much nicer now that, um, even whole foods, um, I went right in before, right before early March and, they said, you know, it's selling so much better. And I noticed because they had kept reordering and and Mm. she goes, I really think it's the packaging. It's like something about, you know, something that delivers daintily versus like, you know, plopping out. Right. Well, also like, I mean, when you talk about packaging, even things like water these days is in, like, yeah. you know, you're like, oh, I like this <laughs> bottle. This looks good. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Anything that looks like it. Yeah. We, we do. We like something that's aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Right. Um, some people don't care, but really most people do. And you want to have like pre-purchase satisfaction. When you got my products, you would have the post-purchase. You'd be like, this smells and feels great. But like if the peel, it was stickers by the way too. It wasn't, now it's printed into the jar and it's just, it's just so much better. So, so my line is, um, if I was going to describe it, I would say, so it's, it's healing, it's organic and it's, um, it's kind of luxurious spa at an accessible price point. Yeah. And um, it's like, there's an effervescent vibe to it. It's like joyful self-care. 
and it's an about empowerment too, because um, we're giving money um, to, well, right now we're, we're, we're giving it to the hospital, but generally speaking, my goal is to put one girl, this is a big goal because I haven't reached it yet, one girl a year to go to secondary school in a country that they can't go to school. Mm. They don't have the means. So, um, it's a, it's a big endeavor and I, am still, still working on this, finishing this last one that, um, my daughter got me into it for her bat mitzvah project. And that's, it's $12,000 to get them to go to school. So, um, but I would love to be able to send one every year. Yeah. Um, So that's, so that's a goal of ours. So it's about empowerment and an education too. I think that um, we trust a lot of brands without even looking. Mm-hmm. So like you can go into a store, let's say you're in CVS and it could say on a bottle, 100% organic cocoa butter. And you're like, ooh, organic cocoa butter. And you take it. But if you turn it around and you read it, it could have all of the paraben sisters on there. Methyl, methyl, and then you're like, wait, what? And then, you know, all sorts of toxins and carcinogens. And you're like, you were duped because you didn't know. And so I feel like part of my brand is like trying to educate. And, um, and like you can, he- you could have nice, healing, beautiful, effective products without the chemicals. Yeah. So I love, I love, I'm obsessed with your um, facial moisturizer, as you know, by all my reorders. Uh, I love um, it. <laughs> but I, I love it because obviously the organic aspect of it is really important to me, you know, trying yes. to take toxins out of what I'm putting into my body. Um, but also I have rosacea and my skin is super sensitive and it, it's like the kind of thing where if I find something that works, I have to stick you with stick it. with it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden one day it won't work anymore. And I haven't had that problem with oh, like, that's the so good to hear. Yeah, I love it. Oh, I love your beautiful face. Thank you for saying <laughs> You're so cute. (laughs) (laughs) You better keep that face looking good, right? (laughs) Like spokesmodel for me. Oh my gosh, so cute. It's so cute. Why do you have the? You have the best eyebrows in the entire planet. Do you like paint them in? Yeah, like that eyebrow. Look at that eyebrow. Right. Do you? It's it's a little bit of my calling card. Is the eyebrow? I know. But Um, do you do powder or they naturally like that? You didn't over tweeze in college like me. No, I don't know. I don't. They're so good. Um, I will be honest with you. This is the weirdest thing. This is so not something that I would have done, but a bunch of years ago, uh, a friend of mine had had tattooed eyeliner. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. You never have to put on makeup. And she was like, yeah, you should go see my girl. She does brows too. And I was Uh like, I'm going to do that. And it's so not like me. Like I had no issue like filling in my brows or whatever. Right. For some reason, I just felt a calling. I booked a session. I went the next day. I had her do my eyebrows. And then I got diagnosed with cancer like three months later and ended up losing my eyebrows with chemotherapy. Not but you had the microblade, so it was fine. Knew. So nobody knew. Isn't that crazy? Wow, that's so crazy. Yeah. So um, I did it. I, I just... I've only done it one other time since. I'm actually probably due for it now, but... I did it once too. It's, it's like the it's best amazing. thing ever. <laughs> I know. Like, why did I, I know because I over tweezed in the nineties, but you have like you also not only do you have like great brows, but you do have like the best expression with that brow. Yeah. So the only downside of this brow, by the way, and if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, you can check me out on Instagram because <laughs> chances are there's a picture of me or I'm talking and my eyebrow is up in the air. Um, the only downside is that I like refuse to get Botox because I, I need to be able to move well, my can, eyebrow. Yeah. Oh wait, okay. So 
Um, I also have not gotten Botox. I feel like I'm the only person in Bergen no, County. There's only two people in the world that haven't had and it. So, okay, so I had this um, basal cell carcinoma thing, okay? This was removed in, I think, October, and it threw me for a crazy loop, Jenny. It was on your face. I'm, I'm just telling Dot, people because if they're listening, yes. they can't see you. Right so on face. my face was, there's like a Harry Potter type scar there right now, okay? I had no clue what I was in for. There was this tiny, tiny pore right here mm. and it wasn't healing. And I went to the dermatologist over the summer and they were like, oh, it's a BCC. And I was like, oh, what's that? And they're like, oh, it's basal cell carcinoma. It's one of the like most innocuous forms of cancer. It doesn't spread. It could get a drop bigger, but we'll take, we'll, we'll take it out. You'll go to a, um, a dermatologist, a, a Mohs doctor, and then mm. you'll, and then we'll, we'll have it sewn up by plastic surgeon. And I was like, oh, wow. But I was thinking because the the pore was so small that it was going to be like, because the biopsy was like the size of a quarter of a pencil eraser. Mm -hmm. But when I went in, they took like a quarter size. And my husband was in the room because he was like, I'll hold your hand. And he almost fainted. Mm. And like the doctor's like, are you okay? And I, okay. When I came out, I, I ended up in a, I was in a funk for a week. Like I didn't, I hadn't cried like that since mom died. Like I was in a funk because now I have a scar on my face, but I'm starting to grow. It's growing on me and I'm okay. And it's like, there are worse things. There are worse things. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but, um, it was really like, it took a little time to, to like get comfortable with it. But anyway, why am I telling you about the basal cell carcinoma and a scar. How did we start talking about that? <laughs> well, because of our conversation. We're like, let's talk about this now. Wait, but wait, I don't want to lose. I was talking about that. the eyebrow and Botox. Botox. Oh, oh, Botox. Okay, okay. So the plastic surgeon, I'm, I'm, I'm in there and he's like, don't worry, it's going to heal so beautifully. I'm going to put you on my website. And I'm like, you promise? He's like, yeah. So when I'm there, he's telling me like, oh, well, you can, you know, do this and you can do that. And while I'm, you know, and I was like, Oh my God. And then I got, I got like, I wasn't sure. So I got my girlfriend of mine, I didn't do it, but a girlfriend of mine sent me this uh, really funny meme that says years ago, um, something like years ago, people would like frown upon you getting Botox. Now no one lifts an eyebrow. (laughs) Now you mention it and nobody lifts an eyebrow. (laughs) And it was so funny. And I sent it to the plastic surgeon. He was like, oh my God, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. I'm framing it and putting it on my wall. And I was like, I know it's brilliant. Um, So he keeps saying to me like, you know, you can do this. And then I'm starting to wonder like, well, I kind of like being expressive, but then I sometimes I'm like, right. So, but here, here's the thing, right? you have a, a skincare line that's organic. Totally. It's off brand. <laughs> it's so, it's so off brand for me. But, but imagine all of a sudden you saw me and I was like, right. No. Wow. That's <laughs> Send me some of that shit. <laughs> Where's that Gillies Organics? Holy crap. It's magic. <laughs> it's really confusing. And, and I feel like, I feel like my skin or my, I, I don't know if it's my skin, but it's my face. I don't know if it's my skin or what's going on underneath the skin. Right. Since, since especially um, my last surgery, but also since this quarantine, I feel like it's falling, like I'm aging and I don't recognize oh, that no. person. And it's like, 
it's you it's you because i don't see it it's the same thing with the scar like i i see it because it's my face but other people i went to dinner with people that i never told before this pandemic i hadn't seen them and they were like i was like did you did i ever like and they're not on facebook and i mentioned it once on facebook and they're like "I, i had no idea yeah and so it just, it's just becomes part of your face and like yeah. your face is beautiful, but you're seeing the, the things yeah. you, know, you Listen, feel. Like I get it. I mean, even with my, my scars, I mean, I have so many scars in my body right now and, and you know where all of them are. Yeah, yeah. But, and you know, to me, I kind of forget about them. I'm desensitized, but I know that there are certain moments, like when I was shopping for a dress for my daughter's bat mitzvah and you know, oh they help you in and out of the dresses in the, in the store. And you're naked all the time. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I have to tell you something before we do this. You know, like I had a mastectomy and I just don't want you to be shocked. And you know, usually right. like, yeah, you and like, like, yeah, whatever you and other people I've seen. Right. It, exactly. Right? But still put the dress on, you know, but, but yeah, there's moments for me where I worry about what other people not what their reactions are going to be to me per se, but are they going to be uncomfortable with my scars? Like I don't, right. I'm uncomfortable. Isn't that crazy? Right. Yeah. But it's, it's not, it's so human nature, yeah. right? You don't want to, you don't want to, but at the same time, like making the conversation like normalized yeah. is so, and I think you've done that. Like I have a, I have a girlfriend, like she's, she's a friend through Instagram. We have never met. She lives in Florida and she, her whole platform, I don't know why I'm bringing this up, Dana Myers, but just, she talks about having sex and your mojo and like, and figuring out a way to have sex during quarantine and, and having, you know, your sexuality and people are now talking about it at post cancer. Mm. Mm. But like, these are things that women didn't talk about. Mm. I mean, maybe with your best girlfriends, but now it's something that, is normalizing. And I think scars and breast cancer and talking about things that seemed taboo that might make people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I mean, those people, they don't have to follow. I'm all about making people uncomfortable. Like I (laughs) live for it. Like, you know, when I, when I put up the picture of myself after my surgery and Mm -hmm. see the the drains and the scars and the bruises, of course I had a moment of like, should I do this to this? And is it okay? And are my kids going to be embarrassed? And is Nikon going to hate me? And is it, you know, like all these things, but I was like, you know what? This is the only way to get people. This is the truth. It's the truth. And it's the truth. Mm -hmm. It's what you are living. So if you gloss it and you like, rubbed out the scars mm-hmm. or the black and blue marks it's not real right and when right? I posted the picture I, I had done my hair I did my makeup and somebody was like oh you know look at you with your makeup I'm like no but this is the this is the yin and yang of what's happening in my life right now yeah I do need this to feel good and to feel feminine and to feel you know I need the lipstick or I want yes. to do the lipstick but also underneath my clothing and this is why I say in my business all the time shed your clothes shed your inhibitions because yes. the only thing that's really standing between me and the truth from anybody is just my clothing. You know, if mm-hmm. I was walking around naked, you would know exactly what I had been through and there would be nowhere to hide. Exactly. So, you know, for me to, to, to take my clothing off, even if my makeup wasn't off, like I was like, I don't have to walk around with my, my hair gross and no makeup if I don't want to. I could still put on makeup, still smile, still have my hair done and yet still yep. go through this suffering. It's, yep. like, they're not they're not hand in hand all the time. There's two separate things that are happening here. You know, I'm still a woman. I still want to feel good. Yes, you are. You know, get out of bed and function, but I also have this thing happening. I love, I love that you're 
showing it and making people uncomfortable. But I actually think that, I don't know if you've ever had anybody hate on you because, oh, one time I think you told me, but because I feel like everybody looks forward to your posts. Like, I feel like they look for, like, you say things that people want to say too, right? I feel like that people don't always have the courage to say it, you know? I feel like um, it kind of reminds me to love my body more, Mm. like dimples and all, the whole thing. Like I see your posts photographing women that are all different sizes Mm. with all different types of bodies and some of them are super duper hot, like in the traditional conventional way, but other people are even more beautiful and they're not conventional. It's because they're owning mm. that. And like, that's my favorite part of your message. It's just like, that's why I'm honored to be on your shamelessly feminine because I feel like it's the best name ever, first of all. Thank and you. I think, I think if we spend our whole lives like hating on our thighs, then we've wasted our lives right? Yeah. What a waste, right? Listen, I and, had this moment. I was in Vegas back in February and, you know, I, I'm not, I don't feel great in my body right now. Since I had my surgery, I've put on some weight and my body is just, I'm dealing with a lot of joint problems and, and I've just been feeling off since then. Right. And, you know, I'm trying to figure it out and I'm changing some supplements and whatnot. And, you know, it's not that I'm not working out or not eating healthy. I'm doing all the things. It's just, you know, sometimes your body doesn't care. It just does what it wants to do. Um, right. So, you know, I went out and bought some new clothes before I went to Vegas and I was presenting in a big room to a lot of people. And there was a part of me that was like, I can't believe I'm going there so fat. There was all that negative talk. Like, I can't believe I have to go buy new jeans because my jeans are too tight on me. And people are going to be like, what happened to her? What happened to Jen? Yeah. Right. So on and so forth. And and I have to, I often remind myself, it's the same thing we talked about earlier, presence over perfection. And what I have to say and what I have to teach is so much more important than the number on my jeans that yep. I'm just going to go in there and do it. And if somebody is sitting there thinking, wow, she got fat, then I must not be delivering good enough material. <laughs> that is such a good message to remind yourself and everyone. Yeah, exactly. It goes back to going on Instagram, like having to have my hair blown out or curled or like covering my scar or whatever. Yeah. Like, no, exactly. Like, yeah. let's just do what we have to do here today, people, and not spend our lives. Yeah. yeah. Focus yeah. on... Years ago, yeah. I, I photographed a woman who had vitiligo on her face. So she had like the skin, um, uh-huh. sure. and it, it created this amazing pattern. It was really beautiful. It was amazing. And I stalked her on Instagram. I, I found her on Instagram and I was like, I right. need to photograph you. Like you're stunning. And she, she was on the podcast also. And she had talked about how she didn't leave the house for years. She didn't even, she wanted a dog and she wouldn't <sighs> get a dog because she had to put a full face of makeup on every time she left <sighs> the house she didn't want to walk the dog without makeup on. She eventually shed the makeup. Um, and wow. she me, you know, it took me a really long time to get used to everybody staring at me everywhere mm-hmm. I went. And I said to mm-hmm. her, did it ever occur to you that people are staring at you because you're, because so you're a hottie. Beautiful? I mean, <laughs> yeah. you're so unique. You're so beautiful. Yes. They're staring at you because you're amazing. Not because you're right. ugly, not because you're mm-hmm. different, but oh, different in a good way, you know, but they're staring at you because I, same reason I'm staring at you, right? I'm fascinated. Yeah. You're amazing. 
Yeah, exactly. But so isn't it sad that, well, it's great that she found it and like yeah. shed the makeup and she, she now has the self-love, but like, think about all of the years wasted, not getting the dog, right? I'm going to yeah. listen to that podcast after because yeah. I didn't hear that, that one that's the thing. I mean, I've learned so many lessons from my clients too, even about, you know, stretch marks and I'm not going to go to the beach because I have these stretch marks. Mm-hmm. Clients will come in and say, oh, I haven't gone to the beach in 10 years. I'm like, I'm the sorry, beach is I the best. Exactly. Right. And, and I don't know how to tell you this, but I don't see stretch marks, you know, like right. maybe a couple little faint stretch marks, but here's the thing. When you're, when you see somebody that you admire and you love and, um, you know, is beautiful in every other way, nobody sees that. See it. Did you ever see a woman that's like so hot, so like exquisite, so beautiful. Like she shines from inside out you, but like someone just like that, but you look at them and you love the whole thing. Like you don't yeah. think you think that if their thighs were thinner, they wouldn't be that. Like it's supposed to be their whole thing is supposed right. to be what they are. Yeah. But if we could only love ourselves the way we love our girlfriends and look at our flaws yeah. as just like our imperfectly perfect selves, it wouldn't it be, it'd be the best thing in the whole world. And I think that your secret sauce is that you're actually doing that. And it was through the, through the platform and through the struggle of your breast cancer. Yeah. I really do think so. Yeah, and I and listened you know, to your podcast with Jen Mazer. Yeah. And you talked about that and like manifestation and I can't help but also really agree with you that your messaging, it came that way and you had to struggle, but that your, your platform reaches not just breast cancer women. Like I relate to everything you say and I know the women that have breast cancer and that are survivors and thrivers may be on a different level, but you, you reach your message. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's about everybody. It's about everybody's mm-hmm. body. It's not, you don't have yep. to touch your breasts to feel, you know, that your body's changing or that you're on. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the story behind breast cancer is the same story behind aging, isn't it? You look back at photos and go, Oh, I used to be this. I, I used to be that, you know, and when you were it, in that moment, you, you probably, when we were oh, in college, I wish I was like, as oh, fat as I thought I was. Yes, <laughs> totally. Exactly. Which is why Last summer, I was going to come get my pictures done by you. And I was like repackaging and spending all my money there. And, I, and then it was busy. And then you were going through and like each time there was like a reason and surgeries. And, and I, I remember thinking, oh, well, I'll do it in the summer because I'll maybe I'll like, I'll be more fit because in the summer I'm more fit and maybe I'll have a tan. Like I don't even tan. <laughs> like, right. I'm coming to you whenever it's like yeah. we can get out of this quarantine yeah. and I'm just going to, and I'm owning every little spot on my body whether it's like quarantine weight, you know, or not. Yeah. Because yeah, I saw a meme today. So I, I did a selfie session last week. I know you saw one of the photos. I did a selfie session last week and there's a couple of photos where I'm like, Oh, like even I was like, mm, I don't know if I can post that <laughs> my stomach, my, you know, and I was like, no, 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 we're going to be fine where you do this. But yep. the point is that, um, I read a meme today from somebody who's in the, also in the body positivity world. And she said something to the effect of, you know, if you've put on a few pounds during the quarantine, just remember that makes you the lucky one. Yeah. You know, true. because there's plenty of people out there that don't have food. There's plenty of people in the hospital. So right. you know, what, why are we looking at like, oh, I put on weight as such a bad thing. Maybe it's, it's a, it's a, um, it's like it used to be back in the day when, when cellulite women was, were, you know, yeah. like as an amazing thing because you were wealthy enough to eat. So you had to enough, eat. 
resource. You are living in abundance. Like how amazing exactly. is it right now to be living in abundance if you have yeah, the you, opportunity to do such so. A good, it's such a good way of looking at it, right? Healthy, yeah. lots of food. People, we're baking, we're, we're eating. Exactly. But the, and the baking isn't just about the cupcakes, you guys. The baking therapy. is about cracking eggs with your kids and laughing mm-hmm. when it gets all over the countertop and yep. frosting it and getting it on your nose or whatever. You know, it's 100%. like, just, not just it's about the cupcakes. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise you just buy them at the supermarket. You're right. Yeah. There's something therapeutic. I'm making challah, challah tomorrow, <laughs> challah a Friday morning. And I haven't in years like mm-hmm. ever. And I'm borrowing yeast from my friend Jody because there, it, there's a shortage of yeast because oh, everybody's baking. baking bread. <laughs> yeah. So um, you can't get yeast. So she's going to spare, spare two tablespoons That's of amazing. yeast for me. I feel like I'm, I'm shorting her one Friday night. It's like, a memory. Borrowing You're it. borrowing like, I a I memory. I hope I, I hope I can replenish her yeast. That's that sounds so weird. <laughs> but um, but anyway, I'm making kala and I'm gonna eat it and love it and enjoy it. And we've been yeah, we've been baking, but not with yeast, I guess. So yeah. um, you need yeast to make kala apparently. Yes. So um, I'm not gonna try it without. But yeah, that's like it's such an important message, and and we just need to we need to remind ourselves. Like maybe there's like a mantra. Do you have one? I have like, a million <laughs> about like loving your body. I have a million because you know, when I, I have to say when I was first diagnosed with breast cancer and I talk about this in my book, my first immediate thought was, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, body that I ever didn't appreciate you that I ever mm. put you down that I ever made you feel unwanted or unworthy. Um, oh, I get emotional even talking about it now. And yeah. I, here's the thing. I still do it. I'm not perfect. And that's the whole thing. When I talk about these things, I don't talk about it, you know, in, that I'm above in a holy way. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm in it all the time still. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm in it big time right now. This like, you know, I'm 10 pounds more than I've ever been in my entire life. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but your clothes remind you all day long that it's all day long. This yes. is the truth, you know? And so I'm in it big time right now, but I'm, I'm really trying to, every time I have a negative thought to go, nope, that's not where we're going. And now that I read this thing about, you know, we're the lucky ones, if this is our case, I keep thinking that over and over. And anytime a negative thought comes to my head, I just go, just think of how lucky you are. Just think of how lucky you are. Think also about how lucky you are. You have a Peloton in the basement. You could ride it if you want to. Right. You have the freedom to go outside and take walks outside. You're not in a hospital working all day or or a patient. So true. There's so much good right now that we, if you don't stop and breathe and pay attention, you could easily get wrapped up in the negative thoughts. Totally. I agree. I've been, this sounds so corny and my kids are like, this is so annoying, but they're actually, they sometimes just get into it, but I've been writing in the family group chat in the morning, give me your gratitude, one gratitude, one goal, and one chore so that we don't fight. We still fight. Don't worry. Yeah. We still fight. <laughs> but it's like the dog needs to be walked. Um, the dishes need to be done. You know, laundry. Like I'm not, I can't do it all. And we're, you know, and yeah. neither could Steve. And so in the morning, I'll just say like, I'm actually grateful for this little apartment because we're getting a house, you know, yeah. I'm actually grateful that, um, whatever that we have healthy food to eat and I'll put a goal out there. Like I'm going to get this many things done today. And, and then they're getting into it too. At first they're like, I'm so annoying. But like my answer to that is what else do you have to do today? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We, We need to, but we need to, it's hard to foster gratitude for kids when they, when they don't, 
it's a hard practice, but it, yeah. it's a hard practice for us too. Yeah. Cause you gotta, you gotta practice it. Yeah. So my son's class every week they do, uh, pits and peaks. And so, um, usually obviously I'm not there, but this week they did a trial run of online education because my school district is finally catching up to 2020. And, wow. um, so they did pits and peaks so we could hear it. I could hear what was going on. One of the little girls said, my peak is that I get to spend more time with my family. And she said, okay, and what's your pit? She said, my pit is I'm always with my family. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it was such a good lesson, I think, for these 10 year old kids who, yeah. you, you know, finding gratitude in something doesn't mean it's always beautiful. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, you know, sometimes it's really annoying and sometimes you're so gracious about it. It's like, it would be not normal. Even when kids go to school and, and husbands and wives are gone away from each other during the day, marriage and kids like can rub you raw on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Like to be five of us all together in this, like, I don't know, a thousand square feet. I don't know what it is. Like all the time it's so normal. So like one minute everyone's like laughing and the next minute everyone's crying and yeah. like, it's normal. Yeah. So just acknowledging that. And then, like you said, this is a gift because we're, we're okay and we're healthy and we're not. And I don't have a frontline worker in my family and I'm not one. And so that's a good, that's a good 11 year old girl wise beyond her years. Right. hundred percent. hundred percent. That's good. Thank you for taking time to chat with me today. Are you kidding? So you great. made my whole day. This was the, this was the, um, this was the peak of my day. <laughs> I'm sure. The pit now. No, I'm I'll tell you, I'll text it to you later. That's right. Where can everybody find you and your skincare and everything about yes. you? For sure. For sure. Okay. So gilliesorganics.com, G-I-L-L-Y-S organics.com. And um, right now I'm running a promotion, free full-size sugar scrub until Mother's Day, over $50 purchase. You don't have to put anything in it. Just, it's just going to come in the mail to you. Yeah. Um, I'm at Gillies Organics on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And I'd love to meet you. Say hi. Tell me how you know Jen. And, uh, and you're my friend if you're Jen's friend. So awesome. thank you. Awesome. And all the links will also be in the show notes, you guys. So if you think that Amazing. somebody would enjoy this podcast, please send it over to them. Please give us a five-star rating and love on the podcast so more women can see it. Aww, Gilly, yeah, I love you. Me. You're amazing. I love you so much. Ah, mwah. Mwah. Have the best day.